BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms, 21 plus only. Virginia only, new customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. You're ready for a comeback. And with Purdue Global, you can do more than take classes. You can take charge of your story, of your career, of your life. Earn a degree you can be proud of and get an education employers respect. It's time, your time, not just to go back to school, but to come back and move forward with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback at purdueglobal.edu. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Lee Habib, and this is Our American Stories. And we love to tell stories about everything. And one of our favorite subjects, American history. Up next, a story about one of the most important battles of the 20th century. December 7, 1941, Pearl Harbor was attacked by Japanese forces and our Pacific fleet, it was nearly wiped out. We entered World War II down and out and looking for a major victory. That victory would come at Midway, a small island in the middle of the Pacific Ocean. Here's writer Anne Clare to tell the story of this major battle. The tiny 2.4 square mile Midway Atoll was annexed by the U.S. in 1867. The descriptively, if not really imaginatively, named Eastern and Sand Islands in the Atoll weren't inhabited, and they weren't useful for resources, but their allure lay in their strategic location. The Atoll was about halfway between Asia and the U.S., or I suppose you could say midway between them, and pretty close to Hawaii. 
and in 1940, work began on getting that area set up with air and submarine facilities. Now, the famous Battle of Midway was actually not the first time in World War II that the Atoll came under fire. On December 7, 1941, shortly after attacking Pearl Harbor, Japanese forces also attacked Midway. The engagement was fairly short, but there was still loss of life. One notable case was Lieutenant George H. Cannon, who became the first U.S. Marine to earn a Medal of Honor in World War II. Now, six months later, in May of 1942, the Japanese goals toward Midway were more ambitious. Now, Admiral Yamamoto of the Japanese Navy had his eyes set on the destruction of Midway's defenses and the occupation of the atoll by Japanese forces. He set the date for the attack, June 4th, with Midway, hopefully, flattened and occupied by the 7th. Now, there were, of course, lots of facets to the plan, but part of it at least revolved around the American commander, Admiral Nimitz, kind of falling for a little misdirection. Because the Japanese forces were going to split up, Yamamoto sent a smaller force to attack Alaska's Aleutian Islands just before the main attack on Midway. If the American forces were drawn up to Alaska, that would open up the southern Pacific areas uh, around Midway and around Hawaii for Yamamoto's forces to come in and do what they wanted to. Thankfully, though, American cryptanalysts had broken the Japanese naval codes. They had a, a, an idea that Midway was the main target, and so Admiral Nimitz planned a surprise of his own. Now, even knowing that Midway was the goal, the Americans were at a disadvantage because the Japanese had four aircraft carriers to bring to Midway. The U.S. had two operational ones in the Pacific, the Hornet and the Enterprise. The Yorktown was still there, but it was at Pearl, and it had been pretty damaged at the Coral Sea. The shipyard workers at Pearl had said that it was going to take three months to really get the Yorktown up and ready to go out and fight again, to which Admiral Nimitz responded he was going to need it in three days instead. And pretty amazingly, as can be said for a lot of the, the work done by shipyard workers and other, other supporting people during the wartime, they made it happen. They got the Yorktown sailing in time. Now, the commanders in charge, Rear Admiral Frank Fletcher aboard the Yorktown, to whom Nimitz gave overall tactical command, and Rear Admiral Raymond Spruance aboard the Enterprise, both moved their ships into position to quietly await the anticipated attack. And hopefully, Admiral Yamamoto wouldn't see them coming, wouldn't know they were there. Now, of course, one of the tricks with naval battles at this time was finding the other force because the ocean's a pretty big place. <laughs> so the planes would have to go out, you know, hopefully with good weather and hopefully just get a look at where exactly the enemy were coming from. And they could end up just missing each other completely. So flights from Midway made daily searches, scanning the seas for the Japanese fleet. Now at 5.45 on June 4th, a patrol plane called in. Enemy planes had been spotted. 
Shortly thereafter, PBY spotted the main body of Japanese ships, including some carriers. So, first of all, Midway Atoll's defending planes took off. They weren't going to be caught grounded like American forces in the Philippines and other places had been. The Japanese planes met them. Records show that the American planes were pretty well swarmed, each pilot trying to shake from one to five Japanese fighters apiece. And it was a pretty intense fight for the American planes because the Japanese Zeros had the double advantage of being more maneuverable and also having more seasoned pilots. One of Midway's groups of pilots had only had a week of training in their planes before the attack. Now, of the 27 American planes that were defending the atoll, by the end of the battle at this stage, 15 of them were missing, seven were severely damaged, and by 6.30 a.m., the first bombs were already falling on Midway itself, with the result of all of the above-ground structures being destroyed or damaged. They had done their best. The Japanese forces weren't checked, and most of Midway's fighters were gone. Three of the Japanese carriers were still either undamaged or at least not damaged enough to actually hamper them. So, that was the first stage of the battle, but there was a lot more to come. Now, though, the planes from the Enterprise, the Hornet, and the Yorktown, still waiting quietly out of sight, had to come in and have their say. And you're listening to writer Anne Claire tell the story of the Battle of Midway. And imagine starting out a mission with 27 planes, and by the end of it, 15 are missing and 7 are damaged. Those are some really tragic odds. When we come back, more with Anne Claire on the Battle of Midway here on Our American Stories. Folks, if you love the stories we tell about this great country, and especially the stories of America's rich past, know that all of our stories about American history, from war to innovation, culture, and faith, are brought to us by the great folks at Hillsdale College, a place where students study all the things that are beautiful in life and all the things that are good in life. And if you can't get to Hillsdale, Hillsdale will come to you with their free and terrific online courses. Go to hillsdale.edu to learn more. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Are you ready to share some joy and celebrate International Women's Day? M&M's has partnered with iHeart for Women Take the Mic, treating you to the most uplifting and empowering stories of women supporting and celebrating each other. 
But of course, there is a smooth and creamy companion for your listening pleasure, peanut butter M&Ms, because they're just another way to help treat yourself in situations where you deserve a little added delight, like listening to your favorite podcast. So grab a handful of that creamy deliciousness, kick back and spread some positivity into the world. From smashing glass ceilings to breaking records in sports, on stages and at the box office, women are crushing it in every way imaginable. And with peanut butter M&Ms by your side, relax and keep listening to Women Take the Mic podcasts as you dance your way through inspiring stories, share laughs and savor the deliciousness of peanut butter M&Ms and the unstoppable force of women. Happy International Women's Day. BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same-game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get 150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager. Only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. Hey guys, LeVar Arrington here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer. Making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before or check out the fully redesigned tacoma delivering trail dominating power and captivating style the new tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true and with new available tech this legendary truck is getting even better and when you buy a toyota truck you buy toyota dependability meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future so visit your local toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit Visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. And we return to Our American Stories and the story of the Battle of Midway. When we last left off, the first stage of the Battle of Midway had resulted in what appeared to be a Japanese victory. But the tide was about to change in a major way. Here again is Anne Claire to tell the story. Now, after the initial attack on the Midway Atoll, Japanese Admiral Nagumo, who was kind of running operations there at the battle, must have thought things were going quite well. The goal had been to engage Midway quickly and stealthily enough that the American Navy wouldn't be able to intervene in time. And as far as his patrols had told him, after these first hits on the atoll, he'd succeeded. More importantly, they hadn't spotted any American aircraft carriers, and they weren't really expecting to. 
Now, when his pilots radioed in that another strike at Midway itself was necessary after that initial assault, he began making preparations. To do this, the planes and the hangars needed to be rearmed, though, with bombs rather than torpedoes. Now, this was a little bit of a process. According to one of my sources, it would likely take maybe 40 minutes. It would take a little while to get all the planes rearmed. But again, since there hadn't been any enemy aircraft carriers sighted, that wasn't a big deal necessarily. But as they were rearming the planes, word came in, at least one American aircraft carrier had been spotted after all. Now, Nagumo faced a difficult choice. He needed to shift his attention to this carrier. However, his planes returning from Midway needed to refuel and rearm, and there were still those in the hangar that were being ready for another assault on the ground. So, he made his choice, and this was a choice that would greatly impact the outcome of the battle and of history as well. He decided that they would wait the return of the Midway attack unit, and then carry out an air attack. So it was all a matter of timing. Could the Japanese get their planes in the air in time to attack the US ships, or would his four carriers be caught with their flight decks full? Now, meanwhile, as they're trying to figure all this out, the US task forces were waiting quietly. Word came that the Japanese carriers had been sighted, and so they prepared to enter the fray. In spite of there being a pretty uncooperative wind, the Enterprise and Hornet launched their scout bombers, torpedo planes, and fighters. The Yorktown's planes were temporarily held in reserve. Unfortunately, the American pilots didn't know their targets had moved. Now, the Enterprise and Hornet did not break radio silence to inform their pilots of this. So the Hornet's fighters and bombers turned south, and they missed the Japanese carriers completely exhausting their fuel, and a lot of them having to land in the sea. However, the torpedo squadron from the Hornet had become separated from the main group. They turned north, and they discovered the enemy carriers. This torpedo squadron was supposed to be you know, supported by other planes, but they didn't have them, and they went into attack anyway. One by one, the torpedo planes fell. Of 15, none made it. None made it back to their ship. Now, less than an hour behind the Hornet's torpedo squadron came the Enterprise's torpedo planes. These planes came in, again, without fighter protection, but also they attacked anyway. And it's unlikely that most of them even had a chance to drop their torpedoes and try and make a hit. Now, unlike the previous attackers, the Yorktown's pilots did have some fighter protection at first. However, they were quickly engaged by enemy aircraft, and yet another torpedo squadron began its approach pretty well alone. There were a lot of heavy losses in these different groups, but there was some success. Of the three carriers under torpedo attack, all had been at least hit. And also, the valiant efforts of these torpedo planes had two results that had a really huge impact on the battle. First, the Japanese carriers were kept busy maneuvering and they weren't able to launch their own bombers. And secondly, the Japanese fighters were flying low, focusing on the torpedo attacks, which meant they were unprepared for the approach of high-flying U.S. dive bombers. 
they met very little opposition until after they dropped their bombs and had scored at least 11 direct hits. Simultaneously, the Yorktown's dive bombers attacked the carrier to the east. Scoring at least five direct hits, they wreaked havoc on the carrier's flight deck. As the surviving U.S. planes returned their respective carriers, Gumo's powerful fleet was left with three carriers hit and in flames. But the planes that returned to the Yorktown didn't have a whole lot of time to celebrate. They were quickly warned to take off again and head over to the Enterprise because word came that Japanese forces were headed to attack the Yorktown. So, in spite of anti-aircraft fire and defending fighters, Japanese planes managed to land three 250-kilogram bombs on the Yorktown before being shot down. The explosions on the aircraft carrier started fires and extinguished all but one of the Yorktown's boilers. Now, the carrier's crew set to work and soon actually got the carrier limping along again and able to start refueling her surviving fighters. Then, word came from one of the accompanying ships, the Pensacola, which had been monitoring radar, that more Japanese planes were approaching. Now, the Yorktown launched her planes, and the ships that screened her set up a heavy curtain of anti-aircraft fire to protect the wounded carrier. Only two Japanese torpedoes hit home, but they were enough. Attempts to restore power failed, and everything went dark below the decks. Fearing that the Yorktown would just capsize completely, orders were given to abandon ship. Lieutenant Joseph Pollard, who was a flight surgeon, shared memories um, in writing of abandoning the Yorktown, describing how hard it was to even stand on the slick deck, searching for life preservers, trying to find a way to get the wounded safely off of the ship. Now, ships stood by to rescue the survivors, as meanwhile, American planes had located the source of these attacks, that fourth Japanese aircraft carrier, the Hiryu. After six direct hits, that carrier was also in flames, which left U.S. pilots in control of the air. The final stages of the Battle of Midway took the next couple of days. During it all, the Yorktown did remain afloat but crippled. Salvage crews even returned to the carrier, hoping to repair her enough to get her back home, and in the process, finding and saving some wounded who'd been overlooked in the evacuation. Until about 1.35 p.m., when four torpedo wakes were sighted to the Yorktown starboard side. The impact was tremendous, but she still didn't sink right away. But at 3.30, someone noticed that the Yorktown's list was increasing again, and at 5.01, she disappeared into the sea. So, in spite of the loss of the Yorktown and the many men who paid the ultimate sacrifice, the Battle of Midway wound up unquestionably being an American victory. Japan's loss of four aircraft carriers and over a hundred irreplaceable trained pilots really derailed their plans for expansion in the Pacific and was a major turning point in the war. Which is probably one reason why Hollywood's made a few movies about it. And a special thanks to Anne Clare for setting on record what happened in the middle of the Pacific in the most important battle in our history. And to disarm and eliminate from competition four aircraft carriers is a big deal. And if you've ever seen an aircraft carrier or been on one, you know you don't make them in a day or a week and how important they are in Navy battles and how important it is to protect those carriers and what they are and what they mean, the significance of taking them out 
Well, it was, was indeed the turning point in the war in the Pacific. The story of Midway, the story of the greatest battle of the 20th century when it came to naval battles here on Our American Stories. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. That makes us FACET for life now, I guess. (laughs) Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. This is Tracy V. Wilson from Stuff You Missed in History Class. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a Corolla built just for you. Check out more national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places.